live. Happy cold Sunday, everyone. Happy cold Sunday it is. <laughs> Let's stay inside and talk about the blues. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where to go from there, but how's it going, blues fans, on a on another, well, cold day and uh, here in St. Louis. Uh, James, how are you doing tonight, man? Dude. Cold <laughs> is not the word for it. Like, abysmal is like, abominably abysmal. That's what we say. Yeah, um, I'm doing good otherwise. You know, we inside. Are, we are negative two degrees here in St. Louis for whoever wants to know. Oh, it's is, supposed this... to get down to a negative 10 tonight. Oh, why? Why do they torture us so? Isn't that right? crazy? It blows my mind. It was like a wind chill of like negative 27 last night. Yeah, that's so bad. Oh. It was so bad. And knees already gave out on me. They, they already started hurting. Oh, our our dogs here are been really hurting in the heat or in the in wow the in the cold. You're really thinking of heat, aren't you? I am. I'm thinking about other things other than the cold. I don't want to be in the cold. It's positive thinking right there. Yes, <laughs> I have June in my mind when I'm gonna be in in uh, in uh, Jamaica, Jamaica and it's gonna be awesome and not in this type of weather it's but it's gonna be let me let me open up this this wound right here pour a little more salt in it thank you i appreciate it <laughs> there you go i'll be enjoying the humid climate of illinois so Ew. yeah no thank you that's all right what yeah. can you do? but well we have a lot to kind of well i don't know if i'd say it's a lot but we've had quite a, a little bit we've had probably what six games since the last time we've kind of talked and gone over different things, yeah, yeah, that uh, sounds about right. So because yeah, because we we had the last time we talked, we had uh, I can't remember who we had coming into December. We had wasn't it Pittsburgh? Yeah, that sounds about right. And right. we were what about three games into Ban the Bannister era at that point? Yep, yep. something about that. So now we're. Uh, I want to make sure I'm correct. Yes, it was. We had the Dallas game, yeah, uh, Colorado game, and we mm -hmm. had the Pittsburgh game. So I was, mm -hmm. I was I'm surprised I had that correct. <laughs> but yeah, we. Uh, I, I've honestly been, frankly, surprised a little bit since Bannister has taken over. Uh, yeah, we're gonna talk about Bannister, how how where this team is at in the standings and. Mm -hmm. Just kind of the overall play, because honestly, there's probably a lot of people that came into this past like two weeks of hockey and thought the Blues were going to be not have the record that they probably had going over those last two weeks of hockey for this team, because I frankly did not think they were going to be what, two, three, three and two after the five, the rough five game yeah. stretch that they had this upcoming week past week yeah they've definitely you know and it's not even against teams that are just mediocre you're 
They're being oh, good. You're teams. looking at like top five, top ten teams right. that we're playing and up they, against. And let's, I mean, let's face it, last night's game, they should have, like, I'm not saying they should have won the game. They should not have lost on a missed call. Like, they took, they took the Bruce to overtime, and then Thomas gets tripped. No one says a word, and they yeah. score the game and goal. So, yeah, I, I was watching on my phone because we were over at my aunt and uncle's house watching uh, the Chiefs dominate yes. dominate the Miami Dolphins. Yeah. So I was watching it back and forth uh, on my phone and the TV, and that that was one thing that I actually missed was the the trip on Thomas. I saw the goal, yeah. but I didn't see the trip that came yeah. shortly after it. Yeah, so it's but again, you know, you, you can you can only think of so much. Just move on to the next game. But um, yep. I went to uh, the game against the I went to Star Wars night against the Canucks had my kids with me and I was really impressed with their style of play. It's not a, it's not some over the top, like great uh, style of play, nor is it this, you know, ground and pound destroy everything in sight. Like they did in 19, this team right. just plays. They just, they, they don't, they, they try to avoid mistakes. I've noticed they do They're, a good they job. They try to play like a fast and precise game. almost. Right. And it's really working out well. And, you know, maybe that's – I think a lot of it has to do with Bannister and just, you know, him being in a minor, the minor league coach he was and what he's been doing. And now he's ascended into this rank and has done it. He's done a good job to get these guys to really just play the game that they are designed to play. Yep. Yeah, I mean, they've this they've done a lot for this team. I mean, right. uh, take – we saw that Steve Ott took over the power play. I mean, yeah. before I can't, I think it was either the, I think, it, no, it wasn't the Vancouver game. I think it was either the Carolina game or the Panther game yeah. that we really saw the power play really starting to get going again. Right. Cause within the last two to three games, we're been, cause I know last night we were, Two for three the night the previous game we were two for four, and then mm -hmm. uh, prior to that I think is pretty much when the power play was. But right, I uh, mean, yeah, you're you really you know unfortunately like you're you're really trying to polish a turd right now because they were dead they were so dead last and even though they've I think in the last since Banstrom took over I think the team is ranked they said somewhere around like twelfth on the power play which is great, mm -hmm. but it, you know, when you're 32nd, now you've moved up to, I mean, I'd have to look off the top of my head. I want to say it's somewhere around, I think they're like 28th. So it's not like it's a gigantic improvement, but it's going right. in the right direction. Oh, of course. And I mean, they've getting, they're getting good. They're getting good play out of the players. Right. Uh, I mean, hell the defense is even gotten more up to snuff than what they have been that it, we mm -hmm. I've I've even seen it since the beginning of the season when they were actually doing it they've been protecting yeah. more inside the house which is right for anybody that doesn't know hockey lingo that's where they're more in the slot they're between the dots on the faceoff circles right around in front of the net mm -hmm. and we saw that a lot against New York especially when they were 6 on 5 they had yeah. everybody in front of the net uh, the pretty much 
keep guys from getting pucks to net and they were blocking shots. And that was something that up until Bannister took over, we had really not seen much of since the beginning of the season. Yeah. Everyone's, everyone's playing more of a sacrifice, playing the sacrificial game at this point. Sacrifice. I don't, I don't know if sacrificial would be a good way of saying it more of playing for each other. I I would, I would say a little bit more of, Right. That's yeah. That's a better. That's a better way to say it, Brandon. Like I agree with that. It's they do. They've for whatever reason. I don't. You know, no one's ever going to say why they didn't perform this way at the beginning of the year. But you know, now the dust has settled. New coach. You know. You know Armstrong has basically put it out there, saying like, I don't care who you are. You're not going to play if you're not. If you're not willing to yep. play for this team, you're out. You know. Of course, those are words. Let's see if if action happens if it needs to, but. You know they're responding. They're responding well. And that's yep. and that's and that's what we want. Is this team? We're not expecting them to be the best team because they just don't have the makeup for it. But you know, at least go out there and and just say, look, you're either gonna lose to us or you got to really earn a win tonight. Like, and that's what they've done so far. Oh yeah, they. I mean, hell, we've seen them beat a a team like Vancouver. We've seen them beat Carolina. Right. Uh, New York, even who is probably top five team, one of the top five teams, best teams in the league right now. Which, I mean, even Vancouver is probably up there in the top five. Yeah, I mean, each and every one of these teams that they have beat recently are they're they're all playoff contenders, and they're all you know vying for a chance to win the cup this year. Like they're all good teams, and they are proving that they can beat them. You know, and yeah, they didn't. They didn't play well against the Panthers, but the Panthers were also is also a team that's on the up and up again. Oh yeah, I mean the way the way Florida is playing right now is right unbelievable. I mean yeah. you have Reinhardt who is arguably playing almost two points per game, if not more. I mean the, every goal right. the guy pretty much right. plays and he's scoring a goal in. I, I I have him on one of my fantasy teams, and it's almost every other almost every day that they're playing and I get a notification that the dude is scoring. And I mean, being on the line with, I think it's Barkoff and uh, I wouldn't say it's Kachuk. Kachuk's on the second line, but our, that, that first line that Florida has right now with Reinhardt and Barkoff is yeah. insane. Insane. And I mean, once if Matthew Kachuk is starting to warm up, that's a big, then that's a scary that's a scary ombre if he starts getting real hot on that team. Like, yeah, watch and, out for them. And it, it, I was actually surprised at how, I guess, lackluster, I guess, is a good way to put uh, Matthew Kachuk's uh, performance so far this season. I thought he would be yeah. a lot better than what he has turned out to be so far this yeah. year. But, I mean, when you start out last year on the top line with the guys mm-hmm. that you were playing with, and then this season you're playing on a second line. I I can see where your numbers kind of fall off a little bit. I mean, the same has happened for uh, Marner and yeah. in Toronto or yeah, mm-hmm. Toronto, because yeah. his numbers have fallen off, but you look at him and he's on the second line. Uh, whereas Nylander is taking his spot on the, on the first line and Nylander's right. freaking playing out of his mind. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's why I got him the new contract, you know, the eight years and, However, you know, whatever that contract is, it's, you know, another ridiculous contract that Toronto signs another forward to. 
and speaking of that, and speaking of his contract, I was listening to uh, Last Minute Blues podcast mm-hmm. uh, the other day, and uh, the number that they came out to between like their top four or five contracts in Toronto, mm-hmm. like it, like the big name players all came out to like forty eight or forty nine million, mm-hmm. and in contract space just for those like four yeah. or five players. I was like, yeah, oh like 50%, my God. 50 per, I mean, can you imagine 50% of your salary cap is designated to four people? That's it. Like four and, and people. If, when all those contracts are like, whenever other contracts are going to be coming up within the next four to six years, yep. Toronto's going to be looking at themselves going, what are we going to do with this? Yep. Because we have no cap space to do anything. Yep. With. The, you know, they, this could they could lose um you know they could end up losing a guy in the you know at the tail end of this at some point yeah you never know i mean yeah. we've we i've heard that matthews was possibly looking at change of scenery for a yep. while and he still mate i don't know but he signed, he, he signed what a three-year contract so i mean four year four year so four-year contract that's you know that's chump change he's going to be out of there no time he'll sign he'll go somewhere else and you know, you never know what's going to happen. Like, yep. You know, but, there's always those big rumors. He might go back to Arizona. That's where he's from. I don't know. I mean, yeah, there's been so many different rumors that have been <coughs> kind of yeah, surrounding yeah. him and where he yeah, would go yeah. after the four year contract. It's, it's crazy. But mm-hmm. uh, uh, some of the guys that have been playing on the Blues that have been arguably playing pretty good, though, is. We've we've seen Thomas playing, yep, very very well. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pareko has been coming coming up and up, and he's been playing fantastic. Yep. Uh, Hofer Bennington, I, I would say that they that goalie tandem has gotten a lot better as the season has progressed. Bennington has been playing out of his mind. I right. mean, hell. Even a good example of that is the New York game facing, I think, what was it, like 40-something shots and only allowing two. Right, right. That, that is unbelievable. That and that was that was even something that Bannister talked about after that game is that he was, he was really unhappy with how the five-on-five – play was on during that game and the only reason they won that game is because of one the power play mm-hmm. and two Bennington. Yep. Those are the only two reasons they won that game. If those two things weren't playing the way they were, we would have definitely have lost that game. Yeah. I mean Benner is lot is is locked in. Like, you know, it the defense has helped him out a lot, but I tell you what, he's he has come around. This is a great rebound year for him. I mean he got snubbed in the all star game. Crap, but whatever. It's fine. Yeah. Um, but you know, if they make the playoffs, if you know, you could see there's a possibility like we could see some some finalists for awards. We could see, you know, we could see Bitter be a Vezna trophy finalist. May not be may not be a winner, but you know, he could be in the top five in voting. You know, yeah. Robert Thomas, he is on a tear, man. He's an all-star oh, this yeah. his first all-star appearance. He looks great out there, and he's he's right now in the top ten in scoring in the NHL. So like Again, oh, yeah. I mean, you know, could you can line up his stats right now with some of the top centers in the league, yeah. and they're not far off. No, no, he is right up there with him. He's right up there with uh, with Hughes out of uh, 
you know, out of Vancouver, you know, um, he's right up there with Austin Matthews. He's right up there with all of them in terms of points. And Mm -hmm. he always gets the, he always gets the high draw top line. He's the one who he's their defense. He's the defensive center that O'Reilly was. And now he's become that person. And then some, because of he's got a much better scoring touch. So it's, you know, it's good to see him ascend to that. And, you know, he's, he's been putting this team on his shoulders to lead them. And that's, that's what you want. He signed that contract. Everyone's like, Oh, he's, it's not, it's a worthless contract. It's too much. Like let the kid just earn it. Just like Kyrie's coming around again. He scored a hat trick the other night. Yep. Let these kids earn it. Like it's going to be hard at first, but they're, they're going to do something here. I mean, those are two special players that we are going to be blessed to have for the next eight years. So like enjoy oh, for it. Sure. Yeah, I'm going to be – I've been really critical of Cairo, and I'm not going to lie about it. I've been critical of him just because of he's he's had the contract that he's been given. And, mm-hmm. and I mean, up, leading up to the point of Bannister really taking over, we haven't really seen a whole lot from Cairo this season, which right. it, it was unfortunate. But, I mean, yeah, he is – he is – taken up a lot more than what uh he has been doing uh pre-banister but now Mm -hmm. with banister being the coach he's done a lot better for himself and even uh even hayes i would say that hayes is even uh his play has gotten a lot better since the uh kind of the after uh coaching switch right Right. And it, again, he's just, he's becoming that, you know, that solid third line center and just that good, that good teammate that they all need out there on the ice. Like a guy that plays the game the way he's supposed to, but he also stands up for his teammates as needed. Like, and the thing I've liked about this team is they, like you said, they just, the way they play for each other is, you know, it's been a while since I've seen this team play in such a way where it's like, they're going to defend their other guys. If something happens to them, they're right there. Mm-hmm. And that's a nice thing to see. And not only do that, but they also do it on the ice by, you know, getting in front of the net, charging the net, making the right checks where it's needed, playing, just playing a smarter game. And that's what's brought them, you know, trying to fight for that playoff spot. If it wasn't, if it wasn't for the fact that every gosh darn team in the central division and in the Western conference is like playing a hot hand, like we might be seeing something different, but you know, it's going to, this is a fight. This is a dog fight now and it'll be a dog fight all the way to April. Oh yeah. I mean, if, if we're looking at, at a dog fight, I mean the central central division wild card race is like pretty much neck and neck. I mean, the, <coughs> you got all the way, you got probably, I mean, you got eight, no, six. You got six teams within five points of each right. other. Oh, that that is crazy. You got Arizona at forty four, Blues mm-hmm. at forty four, Calgary at forty five, Seattle forty seven, Edmonton forty seven, Nashville at forty nine. So yeah. that I mean that that alone is going to be something that's probably going to be coming right down to probably the last couple games of the season to see where that wild card spot is going to is going to be given to because right i mean it you 
I mean, if Blues keep going the way they are, they they'll probably jump up a couple of spots. But mm-hmm. I mean, Nashville's been playing pretty good. Edmonton yeah. has been kind of up and down. Yeah, Seattle's gotten a lot better. Calgary is kind of up and down, and Arizona's been doing Arizona's better. Big surprise too. Yeah, it's you know, I think the month of February is going to be the telltale sign of what is Doug Armstrong going to do. Like, will he sell off again at the trade deadline? Because the trade deadline is at the beginning of March. Yeah, we got two months away from that. Yeah. So, you know, they got to see what's going on. And I know he'd like to see his team win. But, you know, the question is, do you feel it's necessary? Should we trade somebody? Or do they trade for someone to boost the roster? Like, that's another. This is going to be interesting. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. I think. (coughs) Sorry. I think. I think Armstrong is probably – I think he still might hold true to the whole uh, not really going out to get anybody or really yeah. sell anything off because, I mean, yeah, we are still in a retool. And, I mean, if anything, I, I would honestly hope that we trade off Scandella. If we can trade off Scandella by the, right. by the deadline and maybe get uh, – third line or second line defenseman. Mm-hmm. I mean, hell that Hannafin was talking about wanting to get out of Calgary for the longest time. Why right. not try? I, and granted, I know Calgary probably won't want to go for a scandal. You might have to throw a prospect or a pick in there somewhere, Yeah, but that, that would be possibly something that the blues could look at. Cause I know Hannafin is wanting to get out of Calgary. Right. It's, there's a lot of, there's a lot of good chances, a lot of, opportunity but it's a matter of is is the sack is the sacrifice of your prospects and things like that is it worth what you're going to get like is Noah Hannafin going to be worth it on the off chance he might be a rental player you know uh-huh. I mean he'll probably sign I could see him sign if they made that trade I could see him sign with the blues but you know there's always a risk when you pick up a guy that doesn't have a contract after this year there's yeah. always a chance like well we just wasted two draft picks and this guy to get, you know, so-and-so for, you know, two months. Yeah. You know, it, it, but again, it's risk versus reward. Take a chance and maybe it works. Maybe it doesn't like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause I mean, if, if we're wanting to talk about prospects, I mean, you got a couple that are down in the AHL affiliate that we're not sure right. if they're going to be making their way back up. <clears throat> Before the end of the season or next season, I mean, you got yep. you got Bull Duke who's been playing yep. really well mm-hmm. down in the AHL, and then you we've kind of seen uh, Yakub Verana going up and down a little bit. I mean, he was struggling for a while. Yeah, he came back up, and then they just reassigned him again. Yeah, on Thursday, I think it was. But yes, that's because uh, right. they just signed. They just they just assigned Tyler Tucker back now that just bulks off the IR. Yep. Yep. And then, and then, uh, this, and this was a signing. I don't know if anybody saw the signing that happened a few days ago. And I was so excited to see the signing was for, uh, was for Nathan Walker. Yeah. I was super glad to see that. I didn't, that was, I was not expecting it, but I'm super happy it happened because, you know, he's just, he's, he's again, he, you know, he played so hard in that game I went to see against Canucks. It just, he's just there. He likes to be that 
you know, he's just one of those pistols that you like to see out there, goes after who he can, makes the right moves, you know, hard skater, good shooter, because he was an offense, he was a good goal scorer back in the minors and um, before became the NHL. So he's got good hands on him. So oh, yeah. it's good to see him out there. And I love that he's back for another two years on a one-way contract with that. So, yep. And I mean, anytime he's always came up from the minors, he's always, <clears throat> he's always had some way of showing that he wants to be right. staying up on the big team. And right. I mean, having, having the game that he had against Vancouver, having the game that he had against Carolina and even getting the goal that he had against Carolina, mm-hmm. the, kind of help us get to where we were. Yep. <laughs> I thought it was pretty big and I, I think those were the pieces that ultimately kind of told them like, hey, we we should like sign this guy to keep him around a little bit longer. Yeah. Yeah. I mean like I said, all in all, they're definitely playing a a solid game. Like I think the pieces are in the right spots. And I think Bannister is definitely pushing the right buttons, get this team over over the echelons they need. Yep. And hopefully that spells play the playoffs. It's just it's such a battle right now. And it you know it's also hard to say like is Bannister going to be back next year? Is he going to be the full head time coach or is it going to be or will Armstrong continue to search for somebody and make a move for someone in the offseason? Yeah that's 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 gonna be the big question. I, I heard yeah. <laughs> I am. <clears throat> I heard somewhere that they were going to make an announcement about that towards the end of the month, or oh, really? like within a month or whatever time frame. I could be wrong. I might have heard that about something else, but they were That's talking weird. about Bannister and the coaching deal, and uh, uh, Fandango and those guys were all talking mm-hmm. about how they might be making that Armstrong might be making a announcement by like the end of the month which i feel i have a feeling that might mean that they might give it to banister just because of how things have been going but right. i mean you you never know really with how with what they're thinking or how things are going to go for the team right you know and it's it's real hard to say like it's it again you hate to you hate to always be like well, we'll just see what happens but it's really true like mm-hmm. you know we we talk about how Solid they're playing now, but in a week they could drop their next three. And you're like, well, that was fun while it lasted. Yep. Cause I mean, this week it's it's not gonna be like the last five games, but this yeah. week we we got uh flyers, <clears throat> flyers on Tuesday. Uh what is that? Oh, Monday. I'm sorry. Uh <laughs> we have Capitals on Thursday, yep. and Capitals again on Saturday. Yeah. So I mean these are teams that are not at the towards the top, but they're yeah. more middle ground teams. So right. if the if the Blues are able to keep up what they were doing against like Vancouver, mm-hmm. Hurricanes, New York, Boston, then these should be pretty good games. If we see them yep. back on their heels and everything and start losing by a lot then that's not a very good sign no no and again this is no matter what this this team is a team that has to that has to fight for everything Mm -hmm. this isn't a talented team that's gonna you know that they're gonna pop off eight or nine wins in a row then they lose one like we're not we're not colorado and we're not we're not vancouver you know that's just the way it is right now and 
you know, I, I'll say like, it's definitely, you know, there's a lot of bright spots. And then, um, and, and, you know, speaking of the flyers, did you see, um, did you see what John Tortorella did for standing up for Kevin Hayes the way he did? Yep. I, I did oh, see that. And I, that I thought that was needed because that was every bit of that whole situation with the trade for Gother and everything. Right. I felt that none of that was needed to be even brought up about Hayes or I mean, any of it was. Hayes is getting death threats and they made comments about his, his brother, brother. who passed away. Like, yeah. come on, people get off the cross. We need the wood, knock it off. Like that was cool to see, but it was cool that Torch went in there and he just tore into that that reporter like mm-hmm. that, you know he and he said he's like kevin hayes and i just did not agree on ice stuff but don't you dare act like like just for him to say that he didn't have to say a word he could have kept it quiet yep. he could he could have kept he, quiet about it he is john tortorella and him and quiet do not go hand in hand so <laughs> no you know, they do not this is one of the times where i'm like you know what good for you torts i'm glad you i'm glad you did that and defend somebody you know that didn't need to but it was it was a needed it was needed to see so yep hats off yep. to the guy oh for sure yeah because i whenever i first saw about the whole thing with the uh the trade from him right. uh, away wanting to get away from the flyers and then <coughs> that report that came out mm-hmm. like what the hell is going on because i mean first they were like yeah hayes had a big thing of wanting to tell him to go uh uh keep Krug from coming to uh to Philly and then about him telling yeah. him that stay away from Philly that it's not a good place to play for it's that it was all bullshit I have a feeling it's and so, there's it just somebody that was trying to make make a fuss out of stuff yeah. and, and and they they still haven't said if there's gonna be any backlash for that reporter and out in yeah. Philly if there was and, for what he said. I mean let's and let's really think about it. When is a guy who's in his mid thirties going to go talk to some eighteen year old prospect and be like, "Whatever you do, don't play for this team." Like, yeah. you know, Cutter Gothier, he, he already said he didn't like. He already made like a a backhand comment that you know well, I'm a Pittsburgh fan, like, and I don't think he really meant it in terms of that slap in the face, like. But I guess just things got worse and worse, so he got traded. But yep. again. I guess no one remembers, like, you know, if anyone who was who, who was a fan of the NHL back in the 80s, you remember the Eric Lindros ordeal where he mm-hmm. was, you know, he, he was drafted by the Nord- the Quebec Nordiques at the time. He flat out said, I will not play for them. You tra- you know, whatever. He got traded to the Flyers, shockingly. And it was literally the, the making of, like, the Colorado Avalanche dynasty with that trade. Because mm-hmm. you get all these draft picks, which one turns out to be – Peter Forsberg and I think it was like several defensemen, a couple of fours, like they made their dynasty off that, off that trade. But, you know, again, there are players that just don't want to play for a team that they got drafted by. And yep. they're either going to say something or, you know, they'll just make themselves, their stock not very good and then they have to get rid of them. So this is what happened now. Both, you know, he gets a fresh start in Anaheim and he'll probably thrive there because it's a good place for him. Oh, of course. And I mean, while we're on the topic of all these prospects and draft picks that we that we've <coughs> kind of accrued over the last couple of years, the, just the way that 
the mm-hmm. we had we had what seven prospects mm-hmm. in the world junior uh championships yep. and all in all they all totaled to like 22 goals or 22 points oh, yeah. or something of, of the nature and yeah and it was crazy to see how how well all of them played i mean you had <clears throat> uh theo lindstein who is yep. coming out very he played very well for sweden mm-hmm. uh you had snuggerud who played really well for us yep uh dalibor uh Dvorsky, who played really well for mm-hmm. uh uh <clears throat> czech i think so but uh Finland, yes that's right uh I mean, seeing all those guys play very well like they were and just seeing the uh oh what's the word I'm looking for just the 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 options I guess <coughs> is a way to kind of explain it that the right. blues are going to be having in the yeah. years to come is is looking very good absolutely next next year is probably going to be really oh. exciting we're going to see some players come up from these divisions, Snuggerud's going to be here. Um, um, Hell, Armstrong was even talking about how the uh, Snuggerud could possibly up before the end of this year. Right, he might, he might be there. That would be really exciting. And then, um, you know, our other uh, man, you mentioned him or like him or his name, drawing a total blank, plays Lindstein. right now for a minor league team. Who? Uh, Theo Lindstein? No, not Lindstein. Plays for our minor league team. Lindsay's still playing in uh, Snuggerud? No, not Snugger, the other um Bolduke. Oh Bolduke, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's gonna be, you know, he's doing good. And um also uh Dean from uh who came over yeah, in the Dean. Uh, yep from Vegas. Yep. yep, came over from the from that trade from Vegas. Like the the future's definitely looking good. Like I'm ex- this is one of the first times I've seen a talent pool from the blues this this full and this, you know, good to see because in years past, there's you might have one, maybe two, but the fact like in two years you're gonna have probably at least five or six of these guys going in between the minors to the NHL yep. and making an absolute like impact is super exciting. Oh yeah, I, I can't wait to see how everything is gonna come out too. Because this I think it's it looks good for the team, it looks good for their future. Right. And, I mean, just what the team is possibly going to be looking like in the next two, three, four years mm-hmm. with players like what we've seen in, in the world juniors is going to be crazy to me. Yeah. Yeah. That's nice. It's an, it's a nice improvement in, in on the team. So. Mm-hmm. Yep. But uh, I think that's really all that I had to really talk about. I don't know if you had much that you were really wanting to go over if you know i mean those were the things i was thinking about like power play is improving it still needs you know still needs a lot of work um again it's just you know this team if they keep playing this way i hope they can push through the, the playoffs it's gonna be so tight it's gonna be so hard but you know that's what it's about being a blues fan you know here's you're going through the you go through it with them and you you're happy or you're not so it's yep. it's good times so. um one thing I did forget about that, well, I almost forgot about before we ended, uh, we, we we do have a special announcement. Uh, we talked about it in the last show, but mm-hmm. we didn't re- really reveal anything, but uh, stay tuned for 
uh, today is Sunday. Stay tuned for Tuesday's episode on the 16th, uh, around 7, 7.30-ish. We are going to be having a episode, special episode with Randy Carricker uh, from 101 ESPN. And uh, he is going to be on with us talking about the blues and everything. And it is going to be a, a fun show to be a part of and hope you guys don't miss out on it. It's going to be mm-hmm. a fun one. So I was excited about it whenever we got it all planned out. And I know James and everybody in the yep. uh, variety sports is also excited about this show. So yep. we've had them on once before and it was, it was a lot of fun. Uh, so it'll be, it'll be awesome to have them on again. And let me just say, because I can't be there. I like the fact that you guys get someone like Randy to take my spot. I know like <laughs> there's a lot, that's a lot of big shoes to fill. Yep. And I know he's he's pretty solid at what he does, but you know, like I'll I'll gladly give the reins to him for now on this on this <laughs> on this next episode. Sounds good, man. Yep, but hope hope everybody's able to come out for Tuesday's episode. Uh it'll be a good one. We'll have we'll have the Flyers game that we'll be able to talk about and and whatnot. But uh until the next time, do you have anything to say before we go out? Go blues. <laughs> go blues uh, go blues any, go blues any closing remarks uh nope just uh it's gonna be exciting i get to go to the game next saturday against uh the Capitals. so you know oh, after yeah, that man. i'll i'll put i'll put my two cents in on that see how they see how they go against tj oshi and ovechkin in them so it'll be fun that'll be a fun one mm-hmm. sounds sounds good well thank you everybody that tuned into the episode and we will see you guys on to or Tuesday night. Mm-hmm. See ya.